Welcome my wonderful bucket list traveler friends. My name is Anna Hilario. I'm on a crazy journey to achieving my biggest life goal of living in seven countries with my husband and four-year-old daughter. Crazy, perhaps, but as they say, you only live once, but you only die once and you get the chance to live every single day. So why not fill your life with many adventures? So one day you can look back and say, I can't believe I did that. I'm here to share with you my story, the ups and downs of my journey so far, and the tips and tricks I've learned along the way, as well as interviews with my inspirational friends, in the hope that some aspect may resonate with you and inspire you to finally achieve your bucket list dreams. So my question is, what's stopping you from living the life you truly want and chasing your bucket list dreams? Welcome back, my bucket list traveler friends, and a big hello to my listeners in Germany. I decided to start this podcast about six months ago, not only to share my journey, relocated countries, as clearly that is something I am so passionate about, but also to inspire others to chase their dreams and start ticking things off their bucket lists. My hope is that more people have the courage to take that big leap and move abroad, especially if it's something that they've always dreamt about. And I really want people to properly start living life and having more adventures. You know, as the saying goes, you only live once, so make it count. But I think I think the really biggest thing standing in people's way of chasing their dreams, whether that be moving countries, starting their own business, training for a marathon, having a career change, becoming a healthier version of themselves, whatever the dream may be, the biggest obstacle, without a doubt, is your own mindset. Look, I want to caveat this episode by saying I am no expert in mindset and I am definitely a work in progress myself. There are plenty of experts out there that provide valuable information and guidance on this. But in today's episode, I just wanted to be a bit more raw and authentic with you. I want to share my experience and journey going through some pretty major life changes challenges and experiences and even questioning my identity well identities to show you that you are not alone definitely not alone what's my little secret I don't have anything special and I'm definitely on a continuous and I mean continuous self-discovery and improvement journey and I want to keep learning and growing I want to turn my experiences and trauma into something meaningful to help others it's so funny that you think people are so confident yet they feel scared, full of self-doubt and have imposter syndrome. I mean, even athletes and the rich and famous have the exact same feelings of self-doubt and not feeling good enough. It just goes to show that we are all human and have very similar feelings. Seriously, no one is immune to this. When you are crystal clear on what you want, you can literally move mountains to make it work. So rewinding about 12 years when I started long distance with my now husband, Caesar, we both knew we wanted to be together and didn't want to do long distance forever. I mean, who does want to do long distance forever? He was in Portugal and I was in Australia. And after about one year of long distance, we decided to move to London to be together. So romantic. It was just so clear that we wanted to be together and start a life together. 
At the time, I did not feel brave whatsoever moving to the other side of the country, or sorry, the world, but the fear of continuing a long-distance relationship far outweighed the fear of relocating to the other side of the world, leaving my friends and family in Perth, and starting a whole new life in a country I had never been to. So it's interesting how you attach yourself to an identity quite early on in life, probably in your teenage years or as a young adult. But as you go through many life experiences, and even though you evolve and change, mentally you might get attached to your old identity and it can be hard letting go and identifying as a new and evolved you. So at what point do you feel like you have embodied a new identity? Do you feel like there was a switch and then magically one day you are a new person? Well, if you're not like me, that definitely doesn't happen. I mean, I used to be a shy, introverted girl and it wasn't until I started working part-time when I was at university that I started to really come out of my shell. But being Portuguese, I've always been quite cheeky. Even though on the outside I may now appear confident and strong, I guess, to others, I am still that same old, shy, reserved person that is full of self-doubt on the inside. Perhaps I'm just getting better at masking that by being a bit more talkative and extroverted at times. I mean, I'm doing a podcast now. (laughs) But looking back, um, it was maybe only when I graduated from university and started working as an accountant that I felt like I had found an identity. When people asked me what I did, I was actually really proud to say I was an accountant and definitely not a boring one either. (laughs) I used to work in restructuring. So not the typical boring accounting work like audit and tax. No offence to all my accountant friends out there. But these areas were just not for me. So when you think about your identity, is it actually based on what you think you are? Or is it based on how others may describe you? I remember when I was in my early 20s and people would say that you only start to find yourself in your mid to late 30s. I always thought that was bullshit, to be honest, as I thought I was quite clear in my head about who I was. At that point, I described myself as an accountant. Back then, oh gosh, I'm starting to sound old. Back then, I felt like my identity was tied to my job or career, not necessarily the type of person I was. A job is something that you do for a living. It doesn't and definitely shouldn't define the type of person that you are. But gosh, did I have a big, or should I say, massive identity shock when I became a mum. For me, I was always a shy yet cheeky person who was an accountant. But becoming a mum completely changed my life in so many bloody ways. I definitely struggled in the newborn phase with the constant sleepless nights like most mums and parents out there. But I think the biggest shock was on such a deep level was when I really returned to work after six months of maternity leave. It was crystal clear, and I mean crystal clear like the waters here in New Zealand, that I had no idea who I was anymore. And that hurt more than my 44-hour labour. I previously attached my identity to my career and not who I was on the inside. Being an accountant or any other career or job for that matter 
is just that, a job that doesn't and shouldn't define who you are. I also massively struggled with the fact that I felt like I was meant for more, to contribute more to this world, to have an impact, not just work a nine to five on something that was definitely not fulfilling. I mean, there was some good parts about it without a doubt, but it just wasn't fulfilling. When I went back to work, it became even more apparent that I really hated working in the corporate world. But I was also struggling with being a new mum and not having any family around. That is definitely one of the biggest downsides of living abroad. So I was actually diagnosed with postnatal depression and severe anxiety when my daughter was one. So that was a full six months after returning to work and to a very toxic work environment, which definitely didn't help. I was suffering from chest pains, massive anxiety, some panic attacks and other physical symptoms that I won't go into details here. So I went to see my doctor and I saw a therapist, started an exercise routine, getting out in nature more. That's definitely one of my big things. And over oh, after a while, I did leave my accounting job and I had my first career change. So it took a while, but things finally started to improve. So that was uh, quite an interesting phase in my life and definitely one of the darkest, to be honest. And when it came to my first career change, I'm pretty sure that if I hadn't become a mum and gone through all those challenges and struggles, I don't think I would have been ready for a career change. Like, I knew I always wanted one, but I just feel like that was the tipping point. Going back to a toxic work environment, being diagnosed with postnatal depression and anxiety, I definitely think this was a massive silver lining in retrospect. But then starting a new career in an industry that I knew nothing about, I mean, logistics and software development, very out of my comfort zone. But I did try to go back to my strengths and the skills that I had pitched in my interview and tried to really focus on what I was bringing to the table. It was a very uh, interesting, to say the least, transition. I had studied years at university and then another few years to become a chartered accountant, plus another 10 plus years working in the corporate accounting world. So I kind of felt like I was throwing away 15 years of my life and then doing yet again something that I wasn't super passionate about or feel like I was contributing to the world or to people in a meaningful way. When I moved to New Zealand a year ago, I had another career change. It was becoming more and more clear that I truly wanted something more meaningful um, and fulfilling in some way. So I'm now working as a project manager in a polytechnic, uh, working on some interesting projects that help student well-being. Uh, my role is definitely more interesting, um, but working in the public sector and education sector, for that matter, sure has its challenges also. But now I look back and realise that all these challenges, experiences, chapters in life are really like connecting dots. When you start off, you can only see perhaps the next one or two dots in front of you and you can't see the full path or picture. But over time, when you look back, you can see that one dot or experience or challenge led you to the next dot and then to the next. And then you can start to see a picture that these dots form. So I'm actually quite grateful, yes, grateful that I went through all these challenges to get where I am now. 
But I guess hindsight is a wonderful thing, isn't it? I've realised that people have really connected with, um, I guess, my stories, my vulnerability, my rawness, and it's given them the opportunity and space to really open up to not feel so alone and be able to start healing and, in other cases, giving them a little bit of courage to finally start working towards their goals and dreams, especially those that have been put off to someday. I've recently started to open up a bit more about my other heartaches, including the three miscarriages and other health challenges that I've had. Yes, uh, these have been extra tough given that we're so far from family and friends. One thing that has really helped uh, process these losses and challenges is journaling and trying to work out what my true purpose in life is. I want to feel more fulfilled and not just waste my one and only life away. It's been really interesting, super emotional, working out what my new, renewed, I guess, identity is now at 35. For me, it really comes down to what are my values? What do I stand for? What kind of person am I to others? And what really lights up my soul? And over time and a lot of journaling, it's become really clear that I absolutely love serving and helping others, especially helping them work towards their goals and dreams. It was when I was chatting with a friend last year about moving countries, how we were settling into Christchurch. Um, And after a few of our chats, they decided to move abroad again with their kids. Seriously, for me, this was one of the most fulfilling days and it started to become even more clear that I wanted to have an impact on people's lives and serve them in some way and perhaps be, I guess, the coach or the mentor or that little cheerleader that I always wanted, I guess, growing up in my early adult life. So the Bucket List Traveller podcast idea was born. It definitely has evolved over time um, as I want to serve and impact people's lives in a more tangible way. So now I'm training to become a certified executive coach. So I really want to help people individually achieve and work towards their goals and dreams, whether that be on a personal, professional, or even moving abroad level. So going back to what I said earlier about finding yourself in your mid to late 30s, I completely agree with that. I truly think it takes experience, going through some shit, and lots of reflection and journaling to really dig deep to not only find yourself, but to create yourself. All the reflection helps you get out of your head where your surface level, like identity lies, and dig deep into your heart, into your soul, to reveal who you are meant to be, or at least for the next chapter in your life. Because I truly think you have many identities throughout life and different chapters. So for me, I feel like my identity is definitely about serving others and perhaps being the girl that moves countries with her family. These two things are just so dear to my heart and I think that's what your identity should be. Something that is connected to your heart, to your true self and not what you or society should be or should or even what you do for a living your identity is something um, that does and actually should evolve over time it shouldn't be attached to what you do for a living or what's going on in your head 
It should be based on your true self, your true heart and who you are on a deep level. Your identity shouldn't stand in the way of you chasing your dreams or goals either. And if you feel like it does, then this is something definitely to do with your mindset, not identity. So try making some time for yourself. Sit down in a quiet space, maybe with a nice hot tea, some sparkling water or a G&T and start journaling. Look, I used to hate writing. That is why I became an accountant. But over the last year, I've just started writing down some thoughts. I, I wouldn't probably call it journaling. It's, for me, it's just brainstorming and writing down the shit that's going into my head. And I started off, uh, as I said before, like just what are my true values? What are my skills? What am I passionate about? And what are my limiting beliefs? It has helped me through some really tough times recently. It's created some clarity of the mess going on in my head and helped me discover my purpose in serving others in a tangible and meaningful, fulfilling way. So don't be too hard on yourself if you are going through a bit of an identity shift or are going through some tough life challenges. I think everyone is to some degree. One thing that I'm learning to do um, is have more self-compassion, especially when I reflect on all the shit that I've gone through and everyone that is going through shit, like seriously, more self-compassion. We all need more self-compassion. Perhaps find a way to turn your experiences into something more meaningful too. And as always, if you feel stuck, please reach out as I'm always here to help. I hope there were some golden nuggets for you in this episode of Bucket List Traveller. Use these to kickstart and fuel your passions and dreams. So what is one practical thing you can do in the next two days to get you that one step closer to achieving something on your bucket list? If you're enjoying listening to my Bucket List Traveller podcast, I'd be so incredibly grateful if you can leave me a review and let your friends know about it too. So until next time, stop dreaming about your bucket lists and go out there and live them.